Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You look like you just got out of the pool. I, You know I did. Yeah. I, and you look it. How? How? Well, your hair is yeah, like wavy. It's mm. like wavy instead of like blown out. Usually, get like usually get his hair all blown out like he goes to the salon before he goes out in his day. Well, and now yeah, it's you've all heard of wavy. It. Your beard's a Brazilian wavy. Brazilian blowout. And you're and you're uh, you're wearing like these goofy shorts. So uh, swim trunks. Well, they look like they look like basketball shorts. Okay, and, they might be that because yeah, I did they, have swim they're, trunks. They're, they're they're blue. The blue basketball shorts and your black T-shirt doesn't really. It doesn't work. Doesn't the, matter. The, the, you just I'm short, relaxed. This is how you roll in for the elders meeting. Yep. We had an elders meeting today as we're yep. recording this. Mm-hmm. Good elders meeting. We're um, yeah, we got we got some stuff done. Getting all on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All on the same yeah. page. Feels good. Feels great. So and then we're gonna have uh, this afternoon. elders fellowship tonight. That's right. We're gonna Brian's gonna be grilling some kind of South African meat or something. What? Yeah. What's he making? I don't know. I only went to South Africa the one time. Well, you know, okay. What did you have there? Lots of meats. Well, name one. Maybe that's what he's doing. No. Is it Biltong one? Uh, maybe. Is that one? Or is that like, is that more of a beef jerky? jerky? Yeah. yeah I don't know mind. what he's doing. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. I had all kinds of meats. But that's it. We go to these nice restaurants whenever we were in the nice parts. Mm-hmm. So and, you had like crocodile? Uh, I don't remember having a crocodile. They were like, like not water beasts. They were like land beasts. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to say that. giraffe. No. no. Rhino. Planes. The, the animals. I don't know what they're called. Uh, lion. No. Anyways, tigers. They were good. Bears. No. Oh my. They got bears. So uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Right. How's your week been? Uh, let's see. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I haven't really seen you or talked to you. You've been super like unresponsive. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy has been very busy. I sent him texts and you know what uh, I'm waiting for? What's that? I'm waiting for the new operating system that's going to drop mm-hmm. that has like, so, you know, I do do not disturb. Mm-hmm. Right. And the problem is people think if you don't respond within 10 minutes that you're being rude. I don't, but go ahead. Uh, I do not. Uh, you okay, keep saying hour, that. I never hour. have. I've never. No, I, I never feel that. So way. what I'm excited for, though, is that when you put it on do not disturb or I guess their new quote unquote focus mode, it'll actually respond to you saying, hey, this person is not receiving text messages at this time. Now, yeah. if it's an emergency, you can hit the button that says push it through. And if you can allow a, that only for certain people. You know what? I hope so. Yeah. Because there's some people that just don't abuse that. Joe. Yeah. No. Joe. Uh, but I'm just sending you stuff. Mm. Usually I'm just checking in on you. Look at most of my emails. Hey, man, how you doing today? Sound like you had a bad day yesterday. Mm. It's usually what I'm doing. And then I don't respond. You're like, huh? Nope, never. <laughs> How dare you? Don't do that. <laughs> no, no, you've been hard to reach. Yep. But you've been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been helping my kid, uh, my oldest son. He's looking for a car. So we're nice. doing some car shopping. Maserati. No, no. Uh, but um, Lemonati. Yeah, it'll be another one of those. <laughs> good at that. Uh, yeah. But I, honestly, uh, yeah, the week was good. Got a lot done. Really looking forward to this next week. Um, I feel like I've, I've been setting myself up to get a nice. little bit better in certain areas of my life. And uh, even like in quantifiable ways. Hmm. So that's good. And then uh, even Jimmy was really kind uh, to press into an area of my life today, even during the elders meeting where he's like, Uh-oh. hey, you, you screwed up here. Well, well, I, we don't I, have to go into it. I didn't, I didn't say no, screw no, no, up. No, no. But, this, but this, these are the facts of what, the, <laughs> what it was. Jimmy was very kind and very encouraging and very gentle. 
But the message was clear, like I screwed up and uh, and I need to do better in mm -hmm, this, mm -hmm, in this mm -hmm, one issue. Mm -hmm. And of course it's already taken care of. But yeah, yeah, the point yeah, is, yeah. is like that's, that, that one thing is an indicator that there was a disconnect that I gotta get better. So I'm already like, okay, I've already got a way to make sure that I'm doing better. So anyways, each week feel like things are getting better. Yeah, for sure, and, always. Uh, and so this week, you know, when this drops, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And okay. uh, you know, I only, I only wish that I was at the Southern Baptist Convention that's going down tomorrow. Oh, well, I'm gonna miss that. Are you? Why don't you go? Because it's time. Uh, the money thing. Like is, you had been planning to go. We have money. You, you have know, budget it's, for it's, it. It's it's more time. Yeah. It's like it's. Yeah. I'm, it's because I'm not going. Is it's because it? I'm pre. Well, that would have made it more fun. Uh, but no, it's like I'm pre. If I, I wasn't, I could have. I could have preached. I know for we could have arranged it, but like, uh. so. And honestly, I'll so tell here, you the truth. That, there's another area. No, no forward thinking. No, I'm forward thinking. No forward thinking. Um. Honestly, and we'll talk about this uh, on our Banter of Truth episode, but part of me knows it's, this is a big one that you might want to go to. Uh, there's going to be 17,000 people. At I this really day. think you should be going. But it's also like, oh, it's just going to be awful. No, it, I, I do think it's good if you went. If you were, yeah. I mean, I, I, well, I can't say you are able because you only, you know, you know your schedule better than I do. I just want to encourage you, Joe. Yeah. That maybe... Maybe I should go. Maybe you should At go. this late point, I should yeah. register and find a place to stay. Yeah. I would. That's my suggestion. Okay. But right. again. So then you're, 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 you're preaching? What's the text? Oh, you would. Yeah. What's the text? Tell no, me. What's the text? No, yeah, yeah. What's the text? I want to give that one up. Oh, okay. Well, what is it? It's a really good one. Which one is it? I mean, there's me. There's, you know, I mean, there's a couple other guys. Nobody else is preaching. Uh, oh, it's Revelation. So it's only me. Yeah. It's, it's the woman and the dragon. Can I, am I allowed to bring in Bella the Dragon? No, no Apocrypha. <laughs> Can I bring in some Apocrypha? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so this is interesting. All right. So we will decide today if it's even possible. Not that I can, but even if it's possible that I would go to the Yeah, SBC. you might not be able to go. I don't think there's so. A, there's and, other family arrangements. There's and, and it's just like, it, it probably wouldn't work. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I no, just think no, it's no, good no. to it's have good. the JoJo there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, it could. I think it could it's important. Good. But it, boy, now plane tickets going to be expensive. We have a rental car, like the whole eh, thing. Well, sometimes plane tickets are not. Oh, well, would you do it? Yeah. So that, I think I've flown a little bit more than you, Jimmy, around oh. the world. Mm, so I think, mm. Uh, mm. which isn't true. But even if I had, I usually don't buy my tickets. So I don't know anything. Yeah. I'm about to so, say, why are you? Why, <laughs> I don't know anything about that stuff. I guarantee you, if I was like, <laughs> if you're like, hey, guys, if I, I, I need to go, but I'm going to be over budget by like $120. You know what everyone's going to say? Go. Yeah, they'd say like, yeah, that's nothing for you. Well, that You're over that. budget in everything. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but because it's an important meeting. Yeah, it's really it good. This all right, is, all right, all right. I will think about it. Just and think, and talk to Jen because you might not be able to this week. Might, you know, yeah. there might be family obligations. I get it. So you know what's going on with Jen? Mm. So you know her jujitsu coach. Are you allowed to talk about this? Yeah. Can you? Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? I don't I'm think- gonna, I'm going to save it for- I'm going to save- You don't even know what I'm going to say because you don't know this. Good. So I'm going to save it for banter of- No, because we're going to share banter of truth. I'm gonna just going to say it. Are you sure Jen's going to be okay with this? Yeah, she'll be fine. Are you sure? Yes. All right, I'm go sure. ahead. So uh, the, her coach, her jujitsu coach left the gym. Mm -hmm. Let's save it for tomorrow. <laughs> and the, the students are working together to start a new gym. Oh, that's just jujitsu focused. Mm. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah, we'll yeah. see if it happens. But that's like, it's okay. That's not. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's cool. not horrible. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, the guy's super elite. I think he's ranked second in Illinois. Oh wow! Uh, for jujitsu, um, he's what they call a professor, which is a whole other level of training that you do. 
Um, but yeah, so like, uh, yeah, the students are like really upset. Then he had to leave that gym because the gym was kind of messy. Hmm. But uh, but so yeah, they're they're working at it. They're, they've even got some wheels in motion. So. Nice. Anyways. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. And you know what's going to happen? That former gym, mm. they're going to need to repent. Mm-hmm. Repent for the way they treated it. I, who knows? I don't know the story. I don't know what's going on. The point is we're talking about repentance. Okay. Today. That's why, I, that was my transition. Well, yes. We question 92. To, oh, there it is. There it is. What is repentance unto life? Repentance unto life is a saving grace whereby a sinner out of true sense of his sin and apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ doth with grief and hatred of his sin turn from it unto God with full purpose and of oh, sorry, with full purpose of and endeavor after new obedience. It is wordy. Like it's that's it's a not, word. It's a wordy sentence. Thanks, buddy. But it's beautiful. Mm. It this I love full, rich, but not overly wordy definitions. Um, Bunyan's definition of prayer is one of my favorite definitions of prayer of all time because it is so carefully and thoroughly worded. And this definition of repentance is fantastic. Absolutely love it. Great. And it says that repentance is, uh, well, first of all, we're talking about repentance unto life, right? So this yeah. is gospel repentance or evangelical repentance. This is real repentance, uh, which it, which accompanies salvation, right? Yeah. And it says it's a saving grace, which mm-hmm. is the same phrase. Yep. You know, for last week, we talked about faith is a saving grace. Here we have now repentance unto life yep. is that saving grace. So it's this gift from God. It's mm-hmm. this uh, ability that that the Holy Spirit gives an individual uh, to believe and to then repent unto yeah. saving uh, uh, unto life. Right. Like in uh, in Acts eleven eighteen, God has granted to the Gentiles repentance unto life. It is something that is given. It is something that you receive like faith. This doesn't mean that it isn't something that uh, that emanates from your heart and your mind. It does, mm. but it is birthed by the sovereign power of God. It begins with his, you know, effectual calling. It begins yeah. uh, experientially when he regenerates a person. Well, and, and I think it begs the question, and Bedham even hits on that then. If there is true repentance, that's repentance unto life, does that then mean is the repentance that does not lead yeah. to life? You don't, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, totally. And he, and he asks it, he goes, is there then a repentance that is not so? Mm-hmm. Yes. Matthew 27, Judas repented and went and hanged himself. Yeah, that's 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 bummer repentance. Right? That, that's a bummer repentance. <laughs> that's the worst way to repent. But that that then tells us like when there is an evaluation process yeah, then when it comes totally. to repentance, right? It there's and the uh, the catechism continues, right? Mm-hmm. Because it says repentance unto life is a saving grace. So what is the true repentance that leads to saving uh, uh, leads unto life? Whereby a sinner out of a true sense of his sin. So let's stop right there. Mm-hmm. They have this true application, they, this true understanding that they are sinful and in need of grace and forgiveness. Yeah, you actually, there is no real repentance unless you know what sin is, and even more specifically, you know what your sin is. The person that's converted and the person who is convicted by the Spirit of God, like, they're not confused about what they've done. Yeah, it's not like, i kind of done well. But I'm sure there's something or out it's there. like I definitely have screwed up and done some bad things in general. You know, mm-hmm. there's some vagary. Uh, vagary, is that, vagary, vagary, vagary is that the word? A, like the nebulous concepts of mm-hmm. uh, of my corruption. And this is why, like in our in the confession, it talks about um, repenting of our known sins specifically, right? Repenting of of our particular sins, particularly. particularly. That's the yeah. word. Good, good recall. Um, so yeah. I, th- 
there is a true sense of sin, not a false sense. Now, a false sense would be when you're justifying, like you recognize, okay, this was wrong, but I had a good reason. Yeah, I, you know, I had to do this. I was triggered. Yeah, you know what? If if uh, if this other life circumstance had worked out, I wouldn't have had the the need to do that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was not my fault because uh, that person looked at me funny or, or said the thing that. Or they uh, you know, it's not really like I understand that maybe I sinned, mm -hmm. but the repercussions of it is that other person's fault. Not yeah, mine. really. They didn't. They don't have to respond to my sin that way. Yeah, they, you know they, what I mean. Yeah, they should have just forgiven me and moved on. So you really get a clear sense of of your sin and i like that as he you know as we're looking at this this answer repentance unto life is a saving grace and there these there's two components right that work together you see your sin yep and you see the mercy of god in christ yes like there because if all you see is your sin and there is no mercy there really wouldn't be sufficient reason to repent because you're just going you're going to be damned anyways mm. Damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, why would you repent? But we repent because not only do we see our sin and how it is a grievous offense to God, but then he is a merciful God who shows us kindness in Christ. Mm. So like repentance, like a lot of people think of repentance as like just a bummer, right? And we'll talk about grief here in a second. Yeah. Um, and, and that's definitely a part of it. But repentance is ultimately motivated by the glory of God and the enjoyment of God. Like, wow, I'm going to turn away from my sin towards yeah. God and this is going to glorify him and I will that now enter into the joy of my master. I mean, repentance gives life. It, it ultimately produces joy. It's not a total bummer. And by the way, we've been talking about these, the, like the the repentance unto life and a repentance unto death, right? And then you mm -hmm. mentioned Judas or Bedham refers to Judas and his false repentance. Just to put a fine point on that, the Puritans talked about evangelical repentance and legal repentance. Mm. So evangelical yep. repentance is what we're talking about here. It's gospel repentance. It's it's true repentance. Uh, it's motivated out of, of what we see here, right? Oh, I see my sin, God's holiness. I see God's mercy. And therefore, I'm, that's what's moving me. Legal repentance is uh or legalistic repentance or human repentance isn't in and of itself a bad thing it's just not what the bible calls real repentance because legal repentance is when oh i'm gonna stop doing the thing that i do hmm. uh, and i'm not even gonna feel bad about it but it's because of the negative consequences that i experience from it like oh uh, i was embarrassed because i got caught i'm not gonna do that again hmm. or wow i lost my job uh because I was day drinking, you know, not going to do that again. Mm. And so it's a kind of repentance. It's a kind of turning, but it's not the biblical repentance. It's certainly not evangelical repentance. So sometimes when you see somebody turning over a new leaf, you know, getting sober, uh, going to the gym, whatever it is, these are good things. Yeah, great those things. Those aren't bad things. You want to encourage those things. Yeah, but that that doesn't mean it's from the Lord. Mm. It doesn't mean that it is a saving grace. No, and I think that's where, like, I, I think of camps, right? And I think, you know. Like it, Steve Camp? Huh? What? Steve Camp? Famous uh, Christian singer uh, from the 90s. Okay. Very famous, very popular. I've, I've been to two of his concerts. Steve, wait, Steve Curtis Chapman? Nope, nope. This is the lesser known Steven. Uh, Even Stevens? Yeah, Steven. And, and, and Steve Camp had some songs that were heartbreaking, amazing things. And then, like Stephen Curtis Chapman, other songs that were super cheesy, hmm. um, like most Christian artists in the 90s. 
Uh, but he's super conservative and a, a little intense these days online. Mm-hmm. He's a pastor now and uh, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So what I was saying about camps, and I think I've, I've touched on this before. Uh, one of my frustrations with youth camps mm-hmm. is you've got these kids. They stay up late. They get up early. They're going through all this. And so night four, they're pretty primed emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so, you know, typically, at least in my the, the camps I've gone to in my experience, you know, night four is like gospel night, gospel like sin and and, and then the, the the forgiveness that you can have. Um, and so people would look and say, well, look at all these kids that have turned, you know, and, and they're embracing Jesus. And now I don't want to minimize that because I've seen yeah, fruit from evenings like God that. uses all of these approaches. But this is where I think, you know, where uh, where relationship comes into play mm-hmm. is because I'm able to follow up with those teens. Yeah beyond camp beyond the emotions beyond you know everything that's going on and be able to walk alongside to see okay where is this real fruit is this real repentance and now what does that then mean as you're moving forward right Mm -hmm. uh because oftentimes at least again my experience not saying this is that night it's usually illegal right it's usually legal repentance yeah yeah it's 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 a bit more manipulative it's a yeah it's less about the glory of of god and the heinousness of your sin and it's more about what well some oftentimes the messages and, and i've heard good messages mm-hmm. on those nights and i've heard bad ones that are like you know um like not even using the word like sin right or, or de- depravity or, or it's like hey you know like god has something better for you like i know you've got mm-hmm. so much hurt your family's in turmoil and right. your relationships are in turmoil and things are just out of control and you feel like they're out of control and and kids you know uh, they start to see other kids start to get emotional. So they start to get emotional and everything. They start to get wrapped up into it. Um, and it's almost more like like Jesus is kind of a cure-all. Yeah. And again, like... And I'm, I'm painting with broad brush strokes sure. here because I'm sure there's great camps that have done it exceptionally well. Oh, of course. I've been to one. I mean, I'll tell you what. the the I forget the name of the church. But Houston, Texas... Um, amazing youth camp where it is word prayer gospel true calls to repentance and yeah. faith um i i've seen some 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 amazing camps but yeah they i think the manipulative aspect of it is on the one hand what you're talking about holding out hope and promise without first dealing with like the dread and the despair yeah um, of of law and condemnation and then of course there's also like the maybe the the moving uh video or the music yes. and again those aren't bad things but they there people, is a, there is a way to, there is a way to create an ethos yeah there yeah. is a way of creating you know kind of this 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 mood that you're trying to set dude i watch like i'll watch a i'll watch um i'll watch a tiktok uh musician who will just play music he just goes on to omegle and he's just this cute dude this is like uh i don't know he's maybe 20 years old i'm gonna guess and uh he's kind of a he's got a chubby face he looks real innocent and he's on omegle and so there'll be like three girls uh or a girl like on the other end and they'll pop up and they'll look at him and they'll be like oh you play and he's like yeah hey can i play a song for you and he'll play a song for 60 seconds that's absolutely beautiful and i will get emotional and because he's playing something great and every time these girls their mouths drop open they're like what in the world this is so amazing that simple 60 second TikTok yeah. video moves me emotionally. It's real emotion. Yeah. 
you can do a lot more manipulation oh, in a that, programmed, exactly, planned, spiritual exactly. context. I mean, think of the power of, of music mm -hmm. when it comes to in movies, mm -hmm. right? Like uh, uh, when I was getting my degree, they had us do, we had to do some elective and it was, I, I chose movies, something like that. Good one. I don't know, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Good one. And so they had us watch these old uh no, what do you call it? Silent, Silent films, films, but yeah. they still had the music. Yeah. And so, you know, you Cohen, had to. Yeah. Cohen was young with me and he's watching it. And I'm like, yeah, you can watch with him, buddy. We're watching it. Cause I'm thinking, I think it was Charlie Chapman, like uh, Charlie Chaplin, sorry, you know? And uh, I'm sitting there thinking, like, we're watching it and the music starts to get like, like, like terror kind of a thing. Like, uh, and Cohen's getting scared as soon as the music starts. And just how powerful, even, even just setting a tone. Right. You know, sets for for a kid. But and if you think, hey, we in the church don't we don't do this or we don't we uh, it, it, we're nothing like that. Well, think about when you're setting up your liturgy, everyone sets up their liturgy and you're setting up to try to get this process through. Now, some of some liturgies are bad and some liturgies are, are trying to ultimately have worship that leads into response to the hope in the gospel that we've just right. heard totally. and proclaimed. Right. Uh, so. Everything we do is moving towards that. So even now you're thinking, you know, some people are thinking, well, no, we don't do that. Yes, you do. As you're setting up your liturgy, you are trying to set up a path forward. Right. The difference is, is you're not trying to manipulate emotions. That's you're trying it. to move the heart. Um, and so like, you know, in a scary movie, like 50, 75% of what makes a scene tense is the score or the, the, yeah. the sound effects, the yep. music. And so like music is good. It's a gift from the Lord. You've got to use it, but you got to use it responsibly in the context of a clear communication of truth. So yeah, I like that. And one of the things that, you know, real repentance goes for is, is a, through the clear understanding of our sin and the mercy of God in Christ uh, is, is grief and hatred that moves us to turn, right? Mm -hmm. Doth with grief and hatred of his sin turn from it unto God. So, I mean, godly sorrow, we read about, right, yeah. uh, in 2 Corinthians. Uh, godly sorrow is one of the important characteristics of real repentance. I think Thomas Watson, one of the great books on repentance is Thomas Watson's The Doctrine of Repentance. It's a real small Puritan paperback. I would encourage you guys to get that. Um, he says something like, uh, you know, sin must drown in the tears of repentance. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you, you kill sin, you put it to death, like you hold it under the water until the life is gone from it. And you do that, the water that it's held under are your tears, right? The, the godly sorrow that you have for what you have done. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like, I feel bad about what I did because you see it in the context of God's holiness and our corruption and the mercy of God and the work of Christ, Christ dying for our sins, you really feel the pain of your sin because it's not just an offense to God. Christ also offered payment for that sin. Like he mm. suffered, he willingly suffered for my sins. Yeah. That moves us to a godly grief. And I love this part where it says, turn from it. So it's not just this negative of removing it, mm -hmm. right? It's not just this negative of, of stopping it, but there is this positive return from it and turn to God. Yeah. Like the, the idea of grabbing a hold of him, letting go of that and clinging yes. to him for everything. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, the, you're not going to do that without the grief and the hatred, mm -hmm. right? You, you grieve your sin, you hate it for what it is and where it comes from and all of that. So now like if, when you see that you, you desperately hang on to him. And I think when you turn to God, right, you're, that you're, you're now looking to him for, satisfaction for direction mm. uh whereas before you're finding satisfaction and direction in your sinful impulses yep. your desires yep. uh when when we allow sin 
or I should say, when we pursue sin or walk in the ways of sin, uh, we are taking our cues or our keys, cues, cues. Yeah. We're taking our cues from sin, right? Keys, We're, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. And um, Direction. So when you look to God, you see it all for what it is. Now in repentance, the law is no longer crushing you because Christ is forgiving you. And you're like, oh, mm. God's law is beautiful. Mm. I, I, wa I want to do those things. Like, I let, yeah, like that's, and there's, there's satisfaction in it. One of the fun things that John MacArthur said years ago, uh, I don't remember if he said it in a book, probably in a book, but he said something like, we think sin is fun, but holiness is better. And he even, he might've said something like, if you think sin is fun, you should try holiness. And I know like you can pick on that and whatever, but the point is is good, right? There is joy, happiness, and satisfaction yes, in doing yes. what is right, in repenting and walking in the ways of God. Mm, and so, you know, grief, hatred of sin, turning from it unto God, but with a purpose, with a full purpose and endeavor after new obedience. Oh. Huh. So it's not just like, hey, I'm really sorry, and then you go back to what you were doing. Mm -hmm. It's this new obedience. It's this, it's this, you it's not just grief. It has to move you to this, I would say, new life, really. This yeah. this this new habits, new, new everything. Right. Right. We we have uh like I like that it says there's a purpose and an endeavor. So like now you know, like, ah, I'm gonna walk in the ways of the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to glorify God in my thinking, in my speaking, in my acting. Mm -hmm. um, so there's this purpose and there's an endeavor. So it, this doesn't say that repentance is something that results in a perfectly upright life. It doesn't say that repentance is something that actually um, leads us to a place where there is no more failure, but there is a purpose and an endeavor after new obedience. Like mm. we want that. The we I, I, I say it a lot, but uh, James Pettigrew Boyce's uh, yeah, boys. <laughs> definition uh, for repentance in his catechism for boys and girls says that repentance is sorrow for sin accompanied by a determination with the help of God to sin no more. So there is this determination. <clears throat> I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Now, realistically, we might wind up doing that thing again, but there is. Yeah, we're an not going to be. We're not going to be performing this obedience in a perfect manner. No, you can't, it, we can't. But there is purpose and endeavor after that new obedience, and that, and and because there there is real success, there is real growth, and in certain specific sin cases, you may never commit that particular sin again. Right? People yeah. do. Like, listen, I used to smoke weed, and okay, technically, like we can get into the whole conversation about now that it's legal. Is it? Sin? But um, I used to do sinful, illegal things. Some of those things I still do um, uh, when I fail. Well, not illegal, but oh, you know, sinful. Yeah. Uh, but I just mean like, you know, oh, hate, complain, mm -hmm. anger that's unjustified, ungodly. Uh, but then there are specific sins that by God's grace, I left behind. I, I don't function that way anymore. I don't do those things anymore. And, uh, and so that, that's real repentance that has resulted in a particular kind of, of obedience, not perfection, but obedience that has put to death one manifestation of sin. Of course, the, the, the roots of those sins are oftentimes still there, producing a different kind of yes. fruit in a different yep. direction. Yep. You know, I don't sleep around anymore but um, after my conversion, but it doesn't mean that I don't have lustful thoughts. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you know my eye doesn't wander. It doesn't mean that, that those things aren't grievous sins that need to be repented of. So. The, the purpose and endeavor is encouraging because it's God moving in us to walk in new ways. He produces a kind of obedience in us, mm. though imperfect, it's still real. 
And there is victory, if not over every sin in our lives, there is victory in general over sin in our lives because there's no more condemnation and yes. its power has been broken. Yes, absolutely. So repentance, something we should practice, right? Every day. Absolutely. Got to practice it. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. Uh, but we won't be perfect. No. No, we so can't do it perfectly. So practice won't make us perfect. But, <laughs> but, uh, but you could say that repentance will lead to maturity, right? And the, the word yeah. that we translate a mature or perfect in scripture means that, right? That if you want to be a mature believer, if you want to become more like Christ, you have to repent and repentance will be normal. Not because Christ repented, but because he was sinless, because he hated sin and he was grieved over sin, not his own, but others. And so as we walk in repentance and faith, we do begin to grow and in time, by God's grace, we do mature. Hmm. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at DocAdiva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DocTrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast of the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. We've also got that all-access exclusive content. Banter of Truth on Tuesdays, Weekday Wisdom, Monday through Friday. If you're listening to this on Monday, guess what? Tomorrow's Banter of Truth on the SBC General, what is it called? SBC Annual Meeting? Yep. Is going to be available to all. So make sure you yeah. listen to that tomorrow. It's like you're going to get a free backstage pass to That's hang it. out with the band. Mm. Yeah, green room time. And then head on over to drvotion.com slash all access and sign up. Yeah. Later. <laughs>